We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So 16 and a half seconds to go here. Trevor Keels will inbound. I love the way the Knicks are still trying to work through some stuff, and in Portland for that matter. Turnaround jumper for McBride is short. Situational basketball. Yeah. This is the place to do it. Mm-hmm. And they'll dribble it out here. So a nice win for Portland. They go to 2-1, and one, and the Knicks drop to 2-1. and one. They are no longer among the undefeated here at Summer League. Quentin Grimes with 24 led the way for all scorers. Trenton Watford led the way for Portland with 18 Oh, points. how the mighty have fallen. Uh, what a bummer. Uh, we were looking forward potentially to a dominant Knicks summer run to the Vegas championship. That's not completely off the table. They, they could still finagle their way into the into the big uh, big picture of things here uh, or there in Las Vegas. I am obviously not in Las Vegas. But the Knicks do lose tonight, 88-77, uh, to the Summer Blazers in a game that started great. Uh, started off 13-0 advantage just like they did on, um, on yesterday, Sunday, or actually, no, two days ago now because it's Tuesday morning. Uh, but after a good first quarter, of course, the NBA had to stick Richard Jefferson into the damn game. Richard freaking Jefferson, friend of the pod, Richard freaking Jefferson. And um, everything went downhill from there. I don't know if I don't know if I want to blame RJ for everything because uh, the Knicks just kind of seemed to lose their edge at a certain point. Um, Starting in that second quarter, the two big numbers that stand out for me in this game before we actually talk about the players performances, which is what really matters. Um, they went 11 for 41 from deep. Knicks had been hitting all, all their threes really for, for two straight games. They came out, hit some threes right away. Uh, and then they just stopped dropping after that and, uh, rebounding. They got killed on the boards, which is why I said that they seemed to lose their edge. The Blazers out rebounded them 49 to 30. Um, the Knicks backups in particular got really annihilated. I think I counted before that the Blazers. Backup guys 
out rebounded the Knicks backups 27 to five. Um, not great, not great, Bob. Uh, but yeah, it was just, you know, seemed to take their foot off the gas, seemed to something, something was, something was not there the same as it was in the first two games and the same as it was in the first quarter. When again, they came out looking really good and they took it to the Blazers for seven turnovers and looked like they were on their way to a romp, but such is life. And, uh, we move on. It is crazy that even in a meaningless like the most meaningless of meaningless games, it still sucks to be sitting here talking about a Knicks loss, which I guess is a good thing, you know, to feel feelings. Uh, okay, let's talk about the players of note. Um, we'll start as we have with each of the first two games with Quentin Grimes, 24 points for the third consecutive game. Uh, I would say on balance, his least impressive performance just didn't have a whole lot of, of as or didn't have as many plays that popped, I guess, for me tonight as he did in some of the other games. He only had one assist. That being said, there were a couple of nice passes that he made, including um, he rifled a pass to Jericho Sims under the basket at one point in the second half. That was really one of the best passes I think he's thrown um, over all three games, and Sims just couldn't really convert it. So it didn't go down as anything. He also had a couple of nice drives. He had a couple of really nice finishes. Uh, the shot has just kind of been off, though. He was 3 of 10 from deep. I'm not worried about that. It's the last thing that I'm going to worry about in terms of Quentin Grimes. But, yeah, 24 points again. Still looked apart. I think the offense was best when he was out there running it. That's for sure. And um, when he was not out there, uh, it, it showed. So, you know. Pretty good overall game from Quentin Grimes, um, even if it wasn't as good as the first two. I guess after that, we could go, yeah, let's keep, you know, keep it the same order as we have the last two games. Um, let's go to Jericho Sims next. Um, he had, I would say, a, a subdued impact in the second half of this game, especially. I'm pretty sure Sims had 10 rebounds at halftime. He finished with 11 for the game. Um, but... There's just some stuff that he does that, you know, you don't usually see from a guy with that sort of build and profile. Um, I know he got called for the double dribble on it, but his crossover and put the ball on the floor and drive to, to you know, uh, dunk and finish that playoff was just like a thing of beauty. He had at least, oh, yeah, he had the Euro step too. How could I forget the Euro step? That actually did count. And I think it was an N one. So, yeah, Sims, and I think, uh, what did he have? He had four assists. They were saying it on the broadcast. We'll get to the broadcast in a second. Um, you know, he does show nice touch. So, good game from Sims. And then after that, um, it gets a little dicey. Farron Hunt had a nice game. Farron Hunt shut me up. I wrote in the newsletter today that Farron Hunt, uh, his, I think, that I thought his ceiling was a little limited because he doesn't make threes. Sure enough, what does Farron Hunt do? Comes out and hits two threes in the first quarter. He looks the part. He looks the part of a wing who could maybe see NBA minutes. Um, finished with 12 points, four assists, four rebounds. When he's, they said it, when he's in the open court, it's impressive. When he puts the ball on the floor, it's impressive. He had one nice drive where he, um, you know, the defense was in rotation and he put the ball on the floor and he made the nice dish to Sims, was the appropriate play. I thought he was really good. Deuce, some nice moments. 
some really nice moments. You love him getting on the floor on defense, going after the ball, you know, uh, getting the getting the the court burn. Um, everything about his defense is great. He had a couple of nice drives that he converted. Uh, some nice passes. I just there are still too many possessions for me where he's doesn't seem like he's getting he is doing anything to initiate the offense in any meaningful way. There was a play. It was actually the play. I think he had the ball right after he had a really nice drive started from the corner and he came around a screen and he was met off the screen with the, whoever the help defender was. And he puts up this like, you know, fadeaway arching rainbow jumper from 18 feet that I'm not even sure if it hit rim, you know, am I, am I nitpicking deuce? Am I hard on deuce? Am I definitely lower on deuce than I feel like consensus? Absolutely. All of those things are true. I'll readily admit it. Um, but I just, until he is able to do more with the ball and like, whether it's some counters with his handle or anything like that, I, I just, I'm, I'm having trouble seeing the, the, a role for him other than as an off ball player. And I think that's fine. He could have a potentially in the right roster complexion, more of a role as an off ball guy. But as far as like a future point guard who could lead an offense and actually get, you know, get a team going downhill. I, I don't know. It's still some concerning signs there. And then last, and I guess least uh, is Trevor Keels. Um, Keels three for 10 tonight, two of eight from three um, had one nice three at the end. That was, I guess in the moment, kind of a big shot um, finished with eight points. It, I was thinking about it because uh, Benji had a nice thread today. It, one of which one of the clips he had was of Keels missing a layup, missing a driving layup or something, whatever it was in the last game. And he just didn't have any elevation. And same, same thing happened tonight on at least one drive where he just, you know, he doesn't like he could because of his body and because of his, his, how physical he is, he could get into the teeth of a defense. He could get to the rim, but right now, at least I I think finishing there for him is tough. And the shooting is not really there. That's why I've been saying the last Two post games, and I'll say it again, he is a project. He's a long-term project. He's not something, a player that the Knicks should expect to get anything from this year. And I thought it was interesting, actually, earlier today that, uh, shout out to Fred Katz, reported the, two, the two-way deal is only a one-year contract, which is fine. I mean, doesn't mean that they already have lost faith in him or anything, but I, you know, I found it interesting. That's all. Uh, so we'll see what we get from uh, Keels. We'll see what we get from the rest of the team on Thursday when they play their last, um, I guess, regular, regularly scheduled summer league game. And then we will go from there. Um, shout out to everybody watching right now. Uh, it is, again, 1.13 in the morning on Tuesday. And we're sitting here talking about a summer league game that was not particularly fun to watch. And yet... Knicks Nation comes out in droves. Uh, I think with that, we can get things started with the Super Chat. Of course, Andrew is on the ones and twos behind the scenes. He's going to be putting the Super Chats up. First one, Brian Benjamin. Thank you for contribution, Brian. McBride can't get to the basket, damn. it's See, but that's the frustrating thing is I there were a couple times where he did get to the basket. 
tonight. I just, I mean, I don't, I don't, this is the, the part that I'm like, what is it? Is that the handle isn't there when someone is like right up on him and he can't, he can't figure out how to, or he just doesn't have the, the versatility with the, with his dribble to get by him. seems like he has a nice burst, you know, decent first step. I don't know what it is, but it, or maybe it's a confidence thing. I, I really don't know. Um, but until he gets that down, I think it's going to be tough for him to carve out a consistent role, you know, unless he has the luxury of playing with like a jumbo initiator, because the thing is for as good as he is on defense for his size, he still is a smaller guard and that's just the reality he's always going to have to deal with. So, um, yeah, I'm not too down on McBride. I just, of the three guys that we were really looking at coming into the summer league, he's third. For me, Kevin Danishevsky, of course, Kevin would be up still watching. Uh, that's why I love you, Kev. Is what it is. Good to see Grimes have another awesome game and completely outduel fellow late 20s Keon Johnson. McBride is who <laughs> we thought he is, situational. Yeah, I, I, I was on the Keon Johnson train at one point last draft season because I was like, he's a project, he's a long term guy. Um, you're not going to get anything for a couple of years, but it would show faith in development system that if they took him, I just don't, I think the shot might be two, oh, he did three tonight, but like I, he was at the free throw line at one point and just like it wasn't close. I don't know. It, it you know, the, the Keon Johnson versus Quentin Grimes thing to me is a real, that's like an organizational philosophy type of thing with which one of those two guys do you pick? And obviously the Knicks picked the guy that they knew would be able to contribute last year. And they knew would be able to contribute generally to winning basketball sooner rather than later. And here's Grimes. And it looks like he's going to be able to contribute to winning basketball. Might, um, you know, might one of the other guys picked in that range. I mean, Jalen Johnson, we could talk about him. Uh, Kai Jones, you know, I think he got like about a hundred minutes last year for Charlotte. Like these are, these are upside guys, but like how many of the upside guys hit? One out of every three, one out of every four, two out of every five, like whatever the number is. I'm I'm happy they took Grimes, and I'm glad that they were talking him up tonight on the broadcast. I guess I'll use this opportunity to mention the line of the night from the broadcast. Shout out to uh, Rich McLeod. He actually texted me the exact transcription. I know Knicks fans don't want to hear this, but I feel like they should embrace embrace this young team that they've got here. That was a thing that was actually said. Knicks fans don't want to hear it, but they should embrace the youth. Maybe do your research before you go on a broadcast and say things about what Knicks fans want. That's all I'm going to say. But, yeah, good game from Grimes. Uh, And it was good to see him get his props from the announcing crew, even if the announcing crew had some other missteps elsewhere, shall we say. All right. Can I add one thing? Please. And to be clear, we are referring to the ESPN broadcasting crew that was doing the summer league game. Nobody else. Whoa. Those were the two people we were referring to. The, the, the people doing the game tonight on ESPN2 or on your ESPN. Nobody else was being referenced in those comments. Continue, John, with the next Super Chat. That's what you take, Andrew. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Lunas. What's going on, Lunas? Emirat. Um, I work at eight 
And in my 23 years on earth, this team has given me zero reason to be up late for a summer league post game. Yet here I am. Cheers to you guys. KF, KFS crew. Um, thank you, Lunas. Thank you for sticking with us, even though you have to get up in six hours and uh, 40 some odd minutes right now. Um, listen, that's what naps are for, right? I, I, I didn't nap for quite as long as I wanted to, but I did. I did take a nap before this one because I am an old man, as you all know. Um, yeah, but you know, like on a more serious note, and we we experienced this sensation for sure two years ago, and there were moments when we had it last year, and I think it's back, and which is what made the announcing the the comment from the ESPN two announcing team so funny is like. There is something about this team and the way they're building this team right now, the way they're building this roster, that if you've been around for a long time and you know, you're know you a little bit younger than me, but I'm sure you've put in your time. Um, it is exciting and it is legit because this is now how many different summer leagues in a row where there's people you can look at and say, there's something to be excited about there. And guess what? A lot of these guys are, or pretty much all these guys are still on the team and doing good stuff. So I think it's a good time to be a Nick fan. Uh, Chris Kasner. What's going on, Chris? Hunt needs a full contract and give G Montero that two-way. So uh, I have I had a question in my DMs uh, that I'm going to probably flip into and ask Macri for the newsletter at some point, either this way, this week or next week. The Knicks currently have 13 guys. Jeremy and I were talking about this a little bit last night. 13 guys signed to the roster. They could sign two more guys. And then have the two two-way spots in addition to that. Now, it is certainly possible to convert Hunt to a regular NBA contract. Um, my suspicion would be that they will keep him on the two-way because it feels like a little late in the game to, to do the conversion. They Obviously, there are exceptions to every rule. We saw Alonzo Trier get converted from a two-way to a standard contract a couple of years ago. Um, and, and, and Hunt is good, but I think the best thing for Hunt is to probably spend a year, like get as much playing time as possible, and he's going to get more playing time in Westchester. So, and if you're, if you're not on a two-way, that's the key thing. If you're not on a two-way, um, I mean, you obviously you can still get sent down and you can like play in, in, in G League games. It's not, you're allowed to do that. But I feel like on a two way, it'll make it just a little bit easier for him to get that time. And like, we'll see what else happens with the roster. Who knows? It's not a crazy thought at all. I, I'm just kind of pushing back playing devil's advocate. Um, and then Montero, I like Montero. Um, I feel like we haven't seen too much, but. I like him. Kids talented. Anthony Sixto. What's going on, Anthony? The cross drive dunk by Sims middle of the third quarter. Dowdy gets the green light regular season, but I love what it means for developing coordination and footwork. A couple things on that. Um, I don't know. I really, and maybe this is going a step too far, but I think the fact that they signed Hardenstein, is a sign that they are starting to potentially think about the center position in a different way 
moving forward. And I've referenced this before. Tibbs talked about Sims playmaking last year and that being an area that he could grow. Um, uh, Shout out again. Fred Katz had a tweet tonight talking about how Tibbs has spoken about uh, Jericho Sims touch. Um, Benji pointed out how he had like a little turnaround jumper that missed, but it just, it looked good. It didn't like, here's the thing about Sims, whatever you think about him, like, yes, he got called for the double dribble. Like, yes, he doesn't make every shot and like the whole thing. He, he doesn't look unnat. Like sometimes you see seven footers out there that try to do stuff that smaller guys do and they just don't look natural. It looks like a fish out of water. He does not look like a fish out of water trying to do any of this stuff. And the thing that's that's um, tough to not reconcile, but like he's an older guy. He spent four years at Texas. So usually and it's, he got like, you know, we got a good amount of time at Texas. So it's not like this is a guy who should be, I guess, a late bloomer. But look, everybody develops at their own pace and credit to the Knicks. All credit to their scouting staff, credit to whoever wanted to draft him. I think there was a report at one point that like Aller wanted to pick him maybe even like earlier in the second round. They got a guy. He's an NBA player. He's a, uh, I think he will contribute to winning basketball at some point on this contract. Maybe even this year. We'll see. She needs to get on the court. Kevin Danishevsky with one more. Thank you, Kevin. You're the man, dude. Uh, salute to everyone else up. Seriously, take a bow. Or have a beer, like I'm doing. As the Grimes Hive Pres, we got to get you a button for that. Grimes Grimes Hive President, we'll get it. We'll get like an officially made thing that you could wear on like the half times and town halls and whatnot. Uh, weird to see him struggle from the line. That was weird. He missed three free throws in a row, including two on the same obviously same possession. Um, not concerned, but he wasn't great at free throws in college either. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about, about his shooting. I know you're not worried about his shooting either. Um, yeah, it was, it was odd. It was just, it was just strange. And he was obviously mad at himself that, that he did that. Um, I think the next step for Grimes as a shooter is obviously consistency, but cause that's for every shooter, but, and we saw it, a, there was a, hmm. There was a shot he got up. Nah, that wasn't really off movement. It was more like there was a contest and he put the ball back on the floor and then he put it back up. And I think he missed that shot. But we haven't really seen him shoot off movement yet. If that dude could ever learn how to shoot off movement, yeah, he becomes very hard to guard. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i not going to talk about this a lot, but like, there was an article that came out for The Athletic earlier today in which the first tier of NBA players was released. I have not read it. I probably won't read it. Read it. I can't speak. It's 1.30 in the morning. Uh, I probably won't read it. But uh, my understanding is it's not like a traditional ranking. I don't know how uh, now goes about. I think it's is it now. Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong. If it's someone other than Partnow, um, it was 100% Seth Partnow that John is currently referring to, a writer for the Athletic who put Quentin Grimes and Gary Payton Jr. in the same tier as R.J. Barrett. But here's continue the thing: continue it last. Here's the thing, though. Like 
Grimes and RJ being in the same tier is reflective of that particular writer's the way he sees the game. And again, I'm I'm not gonna I have I have too much other shit to do. Um, I'm not gonna read it, but my assumption is it's gonna go something along the lines of like, as an like, what would you rather have an inefficient on ball guy who could like create or a potentially very efficient two way wing who doesn't do the creation stuff? And in his mind, those two things are are you know somewhat similar. Um, look, we don't need to pit RJ and Grimes against each other. I'm happy the Knicks have both of them. Where the Knicks are at, they need both of them. They are two of the Knicks, without question, two of the Knicks' five most important assets. That goes without saying. So just be happy we have them both, I guess. We'll say. Uh, Ryan Wong, uh, what's going on, my man? Uh, thank you for the contribution, for staying up with us. Of course, things fall apart once Richard Jefferson took the court. KFS and Macri, you guys are some of the most genuine content creators out there. Thank you. Um, don't listen to those keyboard warriors. They live to see the world burn. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. As long as we do right by you guys, I'm happy. And um, we have over 300 people watching again on a Tuesday at 1.30 in the morning. So I feel like we must be doing something half right. Um, yeah. Thank you for, for that. Uh, Lunas with another one. Commentary kept alluding to Grimes possibly starting. I mean, it keeps getting put out there, right? It's like some someone's someone's doing this whispering. I don't know what it is, but someone's doing this whispering. I said it with Jeremy last night. I'd be surprised at this point if he didn't start. And, I, you know, I think they might have to sell it to Fournier, but that's exciting. That's something we can all get excited about. And like, so let's see, uh, Brunson, Brunson's 25, RJ's 22, Grimes is whatever he is, 21 or 22, uh, Mitch is 23, 24. I, I know I should know these ages. And then we don't have to talk about the other spot. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of youth in the starting lineup. It's pretty cool. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey you! Yeah you! Got Bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showering in your new bush-free yard. It's a fact that you will have the best-kept nutsack on the cul-de-sac. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using discount code FILMSCHOOL for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Whether you're looking to go bald like an eagle or just need a safe trim, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full-body grooming game. The grooming package I highly recommend is the Performance Package 4.0. Inside the package is the Lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is a bush's worst nightmare. This trimmer is designed to reduce grooming accidents and shave hair on loose skin thanks to a ceramic blade and advanced skin-safe technology. No need for night vision goggles. This trimmer has an LED light to allow you to mow the lawn in the dark. Second best tool in the performance package is the Weed Whacker. This fine-tuned nose and ear hair trimmer will make sure your nasty nose pubes are under control. Instantly add some pep in your step with the Crop Preserver Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Spray-On Toner. With the performance package, you get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. They have a bunch of other products on their website to help you maximize your confidence and grooming game. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code FILMSCHOOL at Manscaped. Manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use your code FILMSCHOOL. It's time you level up from the Amazon to the Amadong with the ultimate bushwhacking tools from Manscaped. Robert Cross, finally, I was wondering when you were going to chime in, Robert. I've been waiting for this. First time, long time, John. Of course, Rob. Real tough to stay up late tonight and watch this loss here in San Diego. Oh, it's not late. It's 1030 for you. Stop it. A nice sunset for once, though. Hashtag 53 wins. Man, 53. One of these years, it's going to happen. Um, I'm glad you stuck with us, even though it's it's the wee hours there, Robert. Uh, Would have been nice to get the win, though. Thanks, as always, for the contribution. Uh, oh, we have another one from Robert Cross. Is it fair and reasonable to say that never my friend Richard Jefferson ruined our summer league flow? If so... He's now banned GMAC. Uh, 
GMAC is Richard Jefferson banned from the pod? Would we like to so here oh, before I actually say that sentence? So Richard Jefferson is also a friend of Blue Wire, so there we have to be political about this for causing the Knicks to lose this summer league game. Richard Jefferson, you are banned from the Knicks Film School podcast for the rest of summer league. How's that? I think that's that okay? sufficient. That's sufficient. Okay. That's sufficient. Out of here, you're banned. And t- salute to the owner, okay? To the o- to the guy who runs things, Mister Straight Shots himself, okay. I, I have to wonder though, the how much of I, I always wonder about this though. How much do people in the league office? Because obviously, someone in the league office thought up this as, as an idea, right? Mm-hmm. To do it tonight, they know James Dolan always sits courtside at summer league mm. for these games. They also know James Dolan occasionally gives Nick's PR directives of things to tweet out. One of those things, I not, you know, I, I would assume I'm going, I'm, I'm assuming this is me assuming mm-hmm. is after the Richard Jefferson kerfuffle a couple of years ago when he's like the Knicks offered me a contract when Nick's PR then responded by tweeting the Knicks never offered Richard Jefferson a contract. Mm-hmm. That was from Dolan. Yes. I'm assuming. So it's, it's just, just go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just it, it's it's interesting that they had him ref the game in front of Dolan tonight. And the fact that they had him ref the eleven o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time game that only Knicks fans would be up to watch because I get like there's probably like seventeen Portland. I shouldn't say that the Portland has a fan base. Regardless, they like they they, they, they had Richard Jefferson do the Knicks game. They knew what they were doing. They knew. I do have a a take but it's not even like i'm agreeing with benji on this i actually do think there is something educational to a former player being a referee and if you're gonna do it do it for the second quarter of a summer league game there's just the added uh details that it's richard jefferson in a knicks game that i think the rest of us are not very happy about but In in front of james dolan in front of james dolan exactly you know that's all so, um, we have one more super chat. All right, great. Stay on for it. Stay on, stay on to the end. Uh, yes. Lunas with one more. Thank you, Lunas, uh, for all the contributions. Thank you, everybody, again for watching, staying up with us. Still got Grimes behind IQ and Obi in terms of ranking our prospects as I'm fighting off recency bias, but it's very hard. Oh man, you're gonna you're gonna put some you're gonna put me on the spot and. In the wee hours here, what's your current ranking top five right now? Okay, top five of our prospects. Um, Is RJ still a prospect? I think if you're on a rookie deal, you're you're a prospect. Which he technically still is, okay. Well, he, and he will be next year as well. Um, uh, you know what I, I'm doing there, though? I'm like, hasn't gotten his second contract. Yes. Yeah, but if RJ, if you're saying not even been rookie max extended... RJ also qualifies. Even if he does get the rookie max extension, he also qualifies. RJ's one is my point. He's one. He is one. And it's it's very clear that he is the most important player for this franchise. However, I will reference what friend of the pod, Zach Lowe, said when I asked him about <laughs> uh, New York's prospects and like how much would it shock him if someone else other than RJ superseded him as a as having like a you know being a better NBA player 
And I thought it was a response. It was like, it was a simple response, but it was, it was spot on. It's like in the traditional, like quote unquote better, which we is usually used to talk about someone who can do stuff with the ball in their hands. Like, yeah, RJ's the guy. That doesn't necessarily mean that when all is said and done, we're going to look back and be like, he contributed the most to winning basketball out of all of these guys. And yeah. from that perspective, it would not shock me if it was quickly, if it was Grimes, if it was Obi. That said, RJ's number one. Um, man, so the, the fact that one of these guys has to be fourth, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give a shout out to the Obi Hive and put Obi two. Fair. I would have quickly too, but it's not like it's there's a gap between quickly and Obi for me. I just like what quickly can do with the ball, you know. Obi, I think, needs a, a guard in order to help him. Be this what this is like. This is a, we should do an entire podcast on this because like it is a very unfair conversation. Because yes, Obi does need a guard. At the same time, that dude, if he gets a for like, maybe this year with Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. He's a game-changing weapon in a way that I'm not sure either Grimes or Quickly can be, as much as Obi can be, if I'm, he hits his ceiling. I 100% agree. I'm literally saying it, it, if I'm splitting hairs between Obi, Quickly, Grimes for two, three, and four. It, you know that, what the crazy thing is? That would be it. Here, here's the ranking. RJ, Obi, Quickly, Grimes, and yet... If you ask me, it gave me true serum, and which I I, I guess I I have already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, give me your safety rankings in terms of like I know this guy, regardless of anything else, is going to contribute to a winning team, no matter what the roster construction is or any of that. The rankings might be reversed. Oh, ooh, oh, the RJ Hives can be mad at you, but I will. I will somewhat agree and I will understand why you're saying what you're saying, because what Quentin, Quentin Grimes does as a, like a tertiary complimentary player to your better players fits better. If he, if he defends and he shoots and he can put the ball on the floor and make a play, he can play 20 minutes a night for any team in the league. Yeah. And yeah, there are teams in the league that like, until, like, for instance, quickly, we're still waiting for the consistency with his shot. That's what he brings to the table. If that consistency is there, I could see teams being like, yeah, you know what? He's not good enough to be in our rotation right now. Same thing with Obi. <laughs> Shout out to moderator FM Lag. Uh, why do you hate RJ, John? <laughs> he's, listen, he's number one for me. He is, in my opinion, one of the. He's one of the, thir- I think he's one of the 30 to 40 best trade assets in the league in terms of like, I don't, I don't think that there's 30 guys the Knicks would trade him for. I know you don't listen to Simmons as much as you used to, but he and Rizzillo did a trade value. I did not listen to it. I just saw something online about RJ and um, Herb Jones. So Simmons is, has planted his flag on Herb Jones Island. And I got to give Rosillo credit for like, campaigning for RJ Barrett that no team like if the if the Pelicans and Knicks were on a conversation were on the on the phone call conversation tomorrow and the Knicks the the, the Pelicans were like we will give you Herb Jones for RJ Barrett 
do the Knicks hang up faster? And Rosillo was like, of course they do. They because, fall over. They fall over themselves yeah. laughing. Yeah. And he, he made the point that we're making about Grimes, that Herb Jones is a nice player, but he's a complimentary piece. He's not the main cog that runs your engine on a championship or even a, a playoff team. Like, Best no, case scenario for RJ, he's the second best player on a good team. Herb yeah. Jones or Quentin Grimes is like your fourth or fifth, but they're contributing on said team. The floor outcome, the, the floor outcome for RJ never progresses with his playmaking, never shoots off the dribble from behind the arc, never hones the mid-range game, continues to be inefficient around the rim, continues to have a middling free throw percentage around, you know, just under 70%. Um in which case, that is not a guy that team like most teams in the league are are, are going to want, especially at the salary he's going to get. Like they're just going to be like, no, we don't want it. If he progresses with his playmaking, gets a little bit better around the, around the rim, gets any semblance of a perimeter game off the off the bounce, um, and could get just a little bit better, you know, have the mid range be a threat, he is a future all star. You know, one, two time all star. Yeah. And if he's if he hits the ceilings on all on all or almost all those things, he's a guy we could be talking about as an all NBA level player. So the gap between his ceiling, top fifteen guy in the league, and his floor, not a top one hundred guy in the league, is in my estimation by far larger than the gap of any other of these Knicks prospects. I agree. We like we're pretty sure we know what Grimes is gonna be. Maybe the gap for quickly gets a, is a little bit bigger because there's still that window. Like, could he be a starting point guard in the league? And then with Obi, it's roster dependent. So that's why it's like to talk about any of these guys. It's 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 just a it, it, you can't have these conversations in a vacuum because they all relate to one another and they relate to other things regarding like how the Knicks build out their team. Yeah, and it's why like I know I I. I actually might have been out of pocket for a comment I made about Simmons during the the free agency live stream, which we're working on ourselves. If if you know, you know. Um, but to close the loop on that that trade value column, Simmons has done this thing lately where he equates how good or valuable a player is by could they play in the finals he oh. just watched, and it's like okay. So if a team already has Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, yeah. could you put a rep, put them around them? If that's your only, your only measurement, then that's the column. It's not a trade value column. It's yep. a trade value. If you have Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum or other main pieces in place, what we're, what you're the point you just made, what a lot of people have made. And honestly, what Rosillo made on the pod was like, like RJ would be the Jalen Brown in this situation, which is why you have to evaluate it that way. Not could he play and be a contributor to a team already set in its foundation. There is very little question to me that if you're talking about a Celtics team where they need a fifth guy and that fifth guy could be a wing player. If, if it was the last five minutes and they were forced to pick between RJ Obi quickly or Grimes, they would pick Grimes. Yeah. And there was also zero question in my mind that if the Knicks were like, okay, there's an expansion draft tomorrow and we can only protect one player, there's obviously zero question. They're protecting RJ. Yeah. So again, it's it's to have these conversations out of without any context is is fruitless because it's just, I don't know. It doesn't have any what? This is where I'll plug a Patreon pod that you and I will probably do soon because we're approaching the dog days of the summer. 
where John will list a top 50 or 60. And if you'd like to sign up, check the description in this episode on YouTube. And you could sign up for as little as $3 a month or $7 a month if you want access to the pod. That is um, going to be painful for me to, in a good way. But I'm it's giving, I'm telling you now. So you have like two, three weeks. Don't worry about it. Um, okay. Last two, one. Three weeks. I need like two, three months to prepare. Nope. Three weeks. I don't care if you got a wife and kids and, and responsibilities to, to deal with. This is now priority number one. Um, I'm sorry, by the way. I, I didn't mean to refer to you that way. I apologize. Wait, can I just ask a clarifying question right now? Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm ranking this as uh, that list. I'll probably start this soon. On the what the like, if I'm starting a team from scratch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's how the list should be made if... If you're not, starting a not, team tomorrow, not even like putting around Jalen Brown and, J- and Jason. No, 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 that shouldn't be. It should be the way my, in my opinion, those lists all should be. If you're an expansion team tomorrow and the okay. league has 60 teams okay, and you're literally going, okay, team one, there's the whole league's available. Take Got this it. player, team two. That's how I think the list should be made. Okay. okay. Last one, and it's addressed to me. Robert Cross, GMAC, can you rank the members of KFS relative to how much man management temperature uh, temperature checks they require? Um, who's the highest maintenance and who's the lowest maintenance? Lowest maintenance. The lowest maintenance is Benji, although we've had some audio issues lately. Well, yeah, um, that's real. The the highest the highest maintenance might be might be you, but it's like I don't there's really not much high maintenance to it. There's just I love you, John, and ineptitude with technology that comes into play that requires me to be helpful, which I really don't mind doing. It's quite literally my job. And then me, Jeremy, and Chris in that order in the middle. As long as as long as I have my fresh bowl of fruit in my trailer every morning. Uh, mm. I don't. I don't ask for much. I make sure it's there. Don't worry. Um, get Robert Cross once again because he can't get away. Um, Robert Cross, sign <laughs> up for the, the sign player. up for the KFS Patreon and show your loyalty for the NYK Twitter Wars, or take a hike. Thank you, Robert. And if you do want to be generous and sign up for Patreon, it's in the link below. We have a lot of fun content that we've already set out a plan for this summer. I think you guys will all enjoy it. And then Brandon Guest with What's a up, Brandon? comment. Here, you go ahead and uh, read this one. Uh, this is a word. Realisticness. Realisticness aside, what is a lineup you would be most interested to see on the court together? I got IQ, RJ, Cam, Obi, and Sims. Um, oh, we never said who's fifth on that list, by the way. Oh, uh... I would put Cam five by default. Yeah, Cam five. Actually, and there's this wild card of Sims and Deuce. That, hold on, no. Oh, oh, you have to stay on brand. Why do you hate Cam Reddish? Cam I, I've, I've now I've you haven't I've, traded him yet. This pod, I'm proud of you. <laughs> I really like Sims. I really keep I this do. question up. I, I, yeah. I like Sims a lot. I'll no, no, no. Cam, Cam. I, there's still enough there for Cam, even if I don't think the team is a believer, which is why I think he will be moved at some point. But uh, no, I, Cam's fourth for me. And really, again, if if you tell me Cam Cam uh, Reddish is the, is the best of all of these players five years from now, I'd be, okay, 
Totally believable. Um, okay. Who's the lineup that I want to see? Um, <sighs> IQ, RJ, Cam, Obi, Sims. I mean, Obi and Sims are in that five I want to see. This, I'll start there. I want to see the guy that we uh, are about to pay, because it still hasn't become official, about to pay $100 million. Uh, although that could refer to Julius Randle because his extension hasn't kicked in yet. Oh, God. Uh, so, Brunson, um, I want to see, what do I want to see? I want to see Brunson in shooting. I want to see Brunson. I want to see, I want to see Hardenstein. Ooh. I want to see Brunson, Hardenstein, Obi, and give me two smart shooters who could defend. Grimes, man, Cam's name did just pop into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly, qu- uh, it's a little small. Um, no, I, let's do fine. Let's here. Let, we'll give some love to the Cam Hive. So Brunson. Brunson, Grimes, Cam, Obi, Hardenstein. I dig it. And why I think. Do hate, why do you hate RJ Barrett? I love RJ Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> it's an impossible question to answer without I, offending a hive. I know. do. I do. Exactly. I do um, wonder how RJ and Brunson will be able to compliment one another. Uh, it's because there's a. And look, I'm not as like anti-Julius as, as some, but I there's a black hole at the power forward position that needs a ball. But it's, it's not why even it's, it's why like, Brunson and RJ is fascinating, like you said. It's I just I like those two in particular, how can they make each other better? Mm-hmm. And I think we have to we have to see that. I dig it. Yeah. Literally swap Cam out for Grimes and that's my five. I had Grimes. Oh no! no my, my five, oh, yeah. IQRJ, Grimes, Obi Sims. Man, Mitch, I'm not getting any love here. There's a theme there. He, is he old hat already? It's not that he's old hat. I just I know what I have in Mitchell Robinson. I think he does a lot of a lot of things well, actually. I I just what we're seeing in the athleticism from Sims and the high flying ability of him and Obi Toppin and the lob city that could be created. I think like we saw how well uh, RJ worked well with the second unit. We saw how well IQ worked well with Obi down the stretch. You add a second, you know, rim runner, like, like Sims, that could be fun. This is more just interested to see, not like what I think would win it's, a game every night, but it's amazing how the, and this is why people love cam. So mm-hmm. or the idea of cam so much, because Throwing Cam as a theoretical shooter, defender with size, and a guy who could put the ball on the floor again with size and make plays and the whole thing. Like the, the, that theoretical guy unlocks so much shit in so many different lineups that the Knicks could want to put out there. We just don't know if that's if they'll get to see it. Yeah, I think. One thing that has been taken out of context is when we discuss trading Cam, it's I really don't think it's as much of a knock on him as people think. It's really just what we based on what we've heard from. And when I say we, I mean, like you, you guys who are way no, more plugged than I have, what the organization feels about Cam. But it's more it's more it's the fact that he's still very inconsistent. That's mm-hmm. it's, he needs more 
time and room to grow. Which there may be a team out there that gives him time and room to grow on the court, which is why we all suggest, yeah, he'll probably get moved to a team that's willing to give him minutes rather than working out all your developmental growing pains that still exist in year four um, in in a bench role or in Terrytown. You know? what, we, what we don't know is attitude and work ethic because if his attitude is pristine and he his work ethic is top notch then it would be ridiculous to trade him regardless of how consistent he was right now because those two things are in place but because those two things and i'm not suggesting that either of those are bad i'm just saying that we don't know it's like we've heard glowing reviews about Grimes in those areas and quickly in those areas and Obi in those areas and RJ to a certain extent in those areas. Like we just don't know with Cam. So if the, if those things are not where they, where the Knicks would like them to be, then it's an additional wrinkle that you have to deal with where you're not just looking at the talent. You're looking at, you're making up, you're making up a, a, a guesstimation as to how likely it is that the talent ever translates is this the latest we've had a conversation john oh i don't know is it <laughs> it's probably i know we've been up at the same time me editing you writing i don't think we've ever been live this late though no so. probably not i have to write a newsletter right now so oh my god i have to edit this pod right now so <laughs> on that note do we have any other super chats or we got uh we are all good thank you everybody still, over 300 people still watching live you thank all you are amazing and uh, I'll just shout out Rich McLeod, who stayed up with us tonight, as well as Kevin Danishevsky, who stayed up with us to a point. Uh, both of them, well, obviously, Rich hosted it um, with me. The playback space, the playback watch party that we did, our first Mets win that we got to watch during one of these watch parties. Shout out to the New York Metropolitans for easing so many of my worries going into tonight. Um, and then shout out to Kevin, who was contributing, watching with us the entire night. If you're a Mets fan and you want to join us, um, we do these once a week and it's a lot of fun. And you get to see me panic during a tense eighth inning. Um, as far as any KFS programming notes, um, Jeremy is doing an episode and a, a live stream of Cap Rules Everything Around Me, Cream. Um, on Wednesday at 6 p.m. And then we've got Benji on the pod Thursday morning before what may end up being the final summer league game on Thursday night. So stay tuned. We've got plenty of content on the way. Giddy up. Thanks everybody for watching. Have a good rest of your week. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out.